Welcome to the South Canadian Valley Church of Christ podcast. Please enjoy the following study. Good morning to all of you. Some of you have been reading in the uh, newsletter the last several weeks and you've heard it announced and slash advertised that soon the elders would like to share kind of a vision and some goals for this year. And um, the first thing I want to do is uh, not focus on, but talk about some negatives as we then quickly shift to the positive. So uh, don't be scared. I don't mean negatives about you as a congregation, as a body. But our world, kind of our circumstances, the environment in which we've been for the last several months upon months, uh, in some ways, uh, we've lost some muscle memory as a body. In 2020, even in 2021, um, there, there's some exercise that, that we need that we missed out on. It's time to, in some ways, really stretch ourselves again. Time to refocus our energy and our efforts. And, and our goal and our vision is for us to build the body here. At, and for those of you who are not from SCV, South Canadian Valley Church of Christ, uh, where we attend together. And that's what we'd like to really think about and focus our time on. We want to make it very clear and obvious to all of us that there are multiple opportunities for engagement, for growth, both as individuals and as a body. So we really want to hone in on and focus our attention to building the body of Christ in this place uh, this year. Recently, one of my brothers said, if we are not growing, we are dying. Wow. Uh, Really dwell on that for a minute. Uh, There's some truth in that, that if we're not moving forward, stagnant is really moving backward. Um, And so that's really to the point um, that building and growing and maturing together truly matters. And so in the songs that we sang this morning, in the prayers that were led this morning, As we gathered around the table this morning, you heard these kinds of things. Together. Family. These are themes of the church and always have been and always will be and always must be. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, it says, Let us consider one another to provoke provoke unto love and to good works, to stir up love and good works. And in particular, in that context, it's talking about as we come together as a body, as we assemble together, which we've done this morning. So our songs, our prayers, our communion, our giving, all of these themes, all of the elements of our assembly this morning have caused us to consider one another and to think about family and togetherness, that we might stir each other up, that we might provoke each other. Literally, that word from the Greek means to incite. And now I know when when you say that word, right, that sounds like a super negative thing. And yes, the word incite has a negative connotation, but it doesn't have to be a negative thing at all. This idea of stirring up, provoking, inciting is got has some excitement that goes with it, that this is a stirring right? That we fan the flames, that we stir those coals, that we really get things going. And we're 
as the eldership are not here to say, you're not getting things going and it's time for you all to wake up because you're in the doldrums, you're asleep. There's lots of great things that are going on. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for all you do for the cause of Christ in this place. Yet, there's more that can be done. And maybe there's more that you individually need to do. So we're not up here to preach a new sermon or to set a new vision that the church has never heard anywhere, anytime before. Not at all. Not suggesting that these things that we'll discuss aren't occurring. Because we see you. We appreciate you. But it's about a renewed zeal, a renewed fervor and purpose together. Just since the... um, quarantine, I call it, the isolation period of 2020, these are some of the sermons that you've heard preached by your brothers and sisters, by brothers in Christ, Um, and some of the things your brothers and sisters have talked about during this time. We had a message about, uh, from Acts chapter 2, that really focused on the breaking of bread, the fellowship, and continuing the apostles' doctrine. We've had one of our brothers who talked about the benefit of reading the Bible in community. We've talked about the blessings of diversity in the body of Christ and and many other sermons that you've heard just in the last year and a half or so. And our brother Bruce, one of our elders, if you're not from here, on the first Sunday of this new year, gave us a sermon titled, We Need Each Other. And so I commend that message to you. And if you have not heard it, you can find it on our website and you can go listen to it. So I'm encouraging you to do that. Or you can find it on our podcast. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find this sermon there. We need each other. And I'm not up here this morning to re-preach his sermon, but I very purposely want to come back to some of those same themes that he addressed. And let's start here together in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Thank you for this reading, Brother Chase. We're going to go ahead and read it again. And he gave him, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. God has a plan. That's the understatement of the century. God has a plan, and he has a plan for his people, for his church. He has roles and positions and functions for the people of the church, his children, so that together we have the opportunity, especially as pastors, And as those of you who have the opportunity to teach as an example in the context of this passage, that we talk about the equipping of the saints. What does it take for each of us to be equipped to go to work for the work of ministry, right? For serving, for the edifying of the body of Christ, for the building up of the body, 
for it to become stronger. And we know that the way this happens that's talked about in this passage is two things. If we look especially here at the latter part of this passage, first of all, the head is Christ and the body is joined, right? We're joined to Christ, connected to him. And then in this passage, it talks about being joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, every part doing its share. These are the kinds of things that cause the growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So before we go any further, let there be no doubt whatsoever that this is a church of Christ. This is Christ's church. This is Christ's body, not the elders, not yours. This is Christ's. It's Jesus. And so he is our head. And so if we are going to grow, then we have to be connected to the head. Every single member, every single part, not one of us, not some of us, all of us. And that's the first and foremost thing that we must keep in mind as we move forward as a body, as we build each other up, as we grow together. It starts with a connection to Christ. That's your responsibility. That's my responsibility. That's not an eldership's responsibility or a deaconship or the guys who run the AV sound room, right? It's everybody, everywhere, connected to Christ, the head. But in addition, the way the body grows, the way the body matures, that we might come to the fullness of the stature of Christ, that we might grow and become a complete man, a, a, a perfect, right? That we continue to grow in unity and in faith. The passage in Ephesians chapter 4, God says through his word, each part does its share. I think this is very important for us to recall. From the ESV, chapter, uh, chapter 4 verse 16 is rendered this way. From whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up. In love. So connected to the head, led by Christ, and then by what every joint that plays a role in joining and holding the body together, plus each part must do its share, or as the ESV says, each part's working properly. I want to think about that. So, number one, if we think about each part working properly, each part doing its share, number one, demands that there's work. Each part is working properly. Before you can work properly, you got to be working. So there's an argument to be made that, that there's some working that maybe isn't quite properly, but working is good, right? Action, activity, commitment and dedication and focus on the things of Christ, on the things of the church. Each part working, doing its share but working properly in its place, making sure that it's making a difference. There are many moving parts, Lord willing, right? That's you. There are many moving parts to this body. And the body, we know, the church is, is universal. It's bigger than just in this place, but certainly we're focused on growing the body, building up the body in this place. 
but it has to be like clockwork, right? It has to be all these intricate pieces and parts that are functioning very well together, that with all of the moving parts, it's a well-oiled machine. And that takes dedication, and that takes, that takes attention to detail. It clearly takes every part doing what it's supposed to do, but it also takes some coordination and some organization and some coming together, not individually all on our own, but well-oiled machine. The Bible speaks of the church as a body lots of different places, including in this passage. There are many members that make up many systems that all come together to form one body. There is only one body. We sang that in the song this morning. In Romans chapter 12, begin reading there in verse 4, For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us us use it in our ministry. He who teaches in teaching. He who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality. He who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Yeah, I can't say it. Cheerfulness. Whatever those things are. And I don't believe that this is intended to be an all-inclusive list of every possible thing that anyone can have the talent or ability given by God to do. But this mentions a bunch. And maybe some that you've not really truly ever thought of as a, a talent or a gift or an ability that God has given you. That through His grace, He has given it to you, so use it. Do it. What is your function? What is your role? What is your part? Each of us has a different part. But whatever it is, do it. Um, in, in a similar passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, when it talks about the body and the many members there, you know that it talks about literally members of the body. It talks about ears. Um, it talks about eyes and noses, the different members of a physical body. So, brothers and sisters, if you're a nose, get to smelling right? If your eyes see, if your ears listen up, hear. We could go on and on with this this analogy. And the Bible does, because it's that important for us to sit up and take notice, to be stirred up, to be renewed in our zeal and our fervor. If we want the body to be built and to grow up, and we do, because God does, Right? The reason the elders want this is because God wants this for the church. Because Christ wants this for the church. If we want this to happen as God intends, we go to work. And each of us does our share. And each of us fulfills our role. And each of us finds our part that we play. And you may not fully comprehend what your part is. And I'm not picking on you if you're not certain. Because I think a lot of people kind of get lost in this conversation. Well, okay, I I know what her part is. I I see what he does. I know what they 
right? And that's that's good. I'm glad that you can sit and think about your brothers and sisters in Christ, the other members of this body, and you can think about what are their functions, what part do they play, what role do they have. That's fantastic. Because I think that's part of this togetherness. That's part of this, what's going to build the body as we understand each other's talents and gifts and ability and we see them. But don't forget you. Dig in and find out what it is that you will do. How you will work. And if you need assistance, we are delighted. Would be blessed to sit and talk to you about you and what you need spiritually so that you can perform your function spiritually in the body for the growth of your brothers and sisters in Christ at this place so that together we are built up as a body and we grow up and mature. It's going to take you. Praise God for you. But that's what is important as we work together as a body. 1 Corinthians 12, the latter part of verse 24 and 25 says, But God composed the body that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. So God certainly intends for us to play our role but there's, there's a great deal of togetherness that is needed in the body. And this is what God had in mind. It's not us and them. It isn't. If this body is going to grow and mature, if it's going to be built up the way God wants it to be. It's not duct-taped parts and some stuff that's super glued on the end that, or, or tied to a string and drug along. That isn't a functioning body where every part is doing its share. So perhaps I need to reframe my thoughts. And I'm going to give credit to my brother Mike because I think he was the one that first said this that really has stuck in my mind ever since. And years ago in a conversation we had about Romans chapter 12 and the body, I think it was him who said, I'm sorry if it wasn't, we're not talking about Frankenstein here, right? Because I think sometimes it's easy for me to sit back and I, I think about um, picking and choosing parts, right? And, and it would be, oh, this one here and let's tack that one on. And, whoa, we really like this one. And it would kind of be neat if it were here. It, 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 this this um, very individually focused the way I see it. It's like, wouldn't it be nice if it were all this? And let's just kind of throw it all together. Let me orchestrate it. That's, that's not at all what the Bible pictures. No. It, it's cohesive. It's organized. It's together. It's connected. So are you connected? Or are you just kind of hanging on for the ride? And if you are connected, are you looking out for those members of the body perhaps that are not quite as connected? And what can you do to connect? Because there are to be no divisions, no cliques, no splinter groups. We have a mission to grow together and to be built up together. And that's exactly what Ephesians chapter 4 said that we started with. This is group work that we're talking about here. Together, together, together. 
And so after all the time that has been lost, where we did not have the opportunity to physically be together like we once were, this has got to be a central focus for this church family moving forward. A vision that we pursue over this period of time. And we're going to find this principle reinforced all throughout Scripture of together. I want to point you to just a couple. Ephesians chapter, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. What a blessing, okay? What a blessing that we have one another just as our brother Bruce preached, that we need each other, that we have each other, and we can lean on each other, and we can help each other. But woe to him. Are you listening? But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. You cannot do this alone. Discipleship cannot be done in a vacuum, alone, on your own. You're at great risk. You're at tremendous spiritual peril when you are disconnected from the body. You can't grow fully without being connected to the body. Two are better than one. You know that. You don't have to read Ecclesiastes chapter 4 to know that. Right? We understand that intuitively. We see it around us all the time. Think about it as it relates to the body. Woe to him who is alone. What a sad thing. What a sad thing. If someone's alone and they fall and they don't have help. There may be a brother and sister in Christ who you know is not so connected and maybe they don't really understand and realize that. And so when they fall, they're alone. But they're not. If you are eyes that see. If you are ears that hear. If your noses that smell. Because you're paying attention. Proverbs chapter 27 Verse 17, iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. We understand this principle. It's a word picture that helps us as we see these things. Iron sharpens iron. So let's make sure that we're not beating each other until we're blunt. Okay? As we come up against each other, and, and brothers and sisters in Christ, as we work together, as we grow together, as we get involved in this work, every part doing it share, there's going to be some friction. Okay? There's going to be some times when we butt up against each other, and it's maybe not the same way that our ears hear it, or the same ways that our eyes see it. And iron is supposed to sharpen iron. But sometimes, if we're not careful, what we do is we just blunt each other. We don't sharpen. We beat each other down. And I'm not, 
I, I'm not, I don't have an example in mind of how that's happening in this church, but I want to understand that this principle is a real thing where people don't sharpen each other. They just frustrate each other. So what are we going to do about that? With this heat and this friction that happens when iron comes up against iron, we need to make sure that it's used to sharpen, to make better, not to battle, not to fuss, not to fight. You know that. You don't have to read Proverbs chapter 27 to inherently understand that. But God doesn't want you to miss it. The idea here is that people grow from interaction with each other. That's God's concept for the church, for the body. But in relationships with honest communication and with sensitive, accurate evaluation, people get sharpened. They get better. They, they grow spiritually. They are honed and mature. And that's why we need each other. This is what we need from one another. So, as we start to draw to a close, I want us to consider what this might actually look like. Okay, what it is that we're talking about here. Some examples. Um, the elders don't want this to be hypothetical. We don't want this to be some theological discussion or just some theory. We need to apply these principles in wisdom. We need to put ideas into action. We need to build up the body by thinking of all the many ways that that could be accomplished. So I just want to give you some ideas of what it is that we're talking about. Again, not an all-inclusive list, not all the things, hey, look at us, what we're doing. I just, just as an example, of as we look to build up the body, here's some things that we are going to do, Lord willing, if God gives us additional time. We've already started this. Back to a potluck lunch together, right? On second Sunday and a one o'clock second assembly, especially, especially to give some of our younger guys the opportunity to speak and to have an opportunity to participate in the assembly. That's not the only purpose of an additional assembly on the second Sunday, but it is a focus because we understand the need for us to grow, and that's a way by which the body can grow. Our younger guys, all of us together, growing in that way. Lots of Bible studies going on. So again, we're not seeing that these things didn't happen before, and in 2022 we're going to do them, but young adults getting together, seasoned vets, right? I didn't say old people. Um, young mothers are getting together. Uh, Mark and Kelly, Woody and Paul, um, thank you, are, have invited you all to their home beginning tomorrow night, once a month to get together. Everyone is invited for a private study at their home that we get together in the word, right? We have a marriage workshop, a full weekend, a Friday night and a full day Saturday that we are asking you married couples to be a part of because this is how we grow together. And this is how we grow together as we help one another. Leadership development, we want to continue to think about who are those future leaders of the church, deacons and elders, and work toward that goal with particular people in mind, your brothers that you know have those talents and gifts and abilities that we want to work on, iron sharpening iron, 
And I might just make a little caveat here and say that we don't believe um, that that leadership development is just about who's coming behind us. It's actually about who is in place and what do they need to do to grow. And that's looking at us. That's looking at elders and that's looking at our deacons. And together as a leadership team, how can we be better? How can we grow? How can we mature and be more complete? That's on us. That's not on you, right? We have a role and responsibility, each and every part doing its share. We have two evangelists that are in training, our brother Jordan Dancer, our brother Yelmer Bardold. What a blessing. Encourage them. See how you can help as they work toward these kinds of goals. Um, When we first started coming to this congregation, there was really a focus on using the third Sunday as a time for people to focus in on some hospitality and some fellowship. And please understand, we're not saying that the only time you should fellowship and use hospitality is third Sunday. That would kind of be against the whole point of this sermon, of this whole vision. But we'd like you to consider, no, we'd like you to do these kinds of things, thinking about how can I repurpose my time on third Sunday in particular to get together with my brothers and sisters. And so these aren't just things we're trying to, like, here's all the things and there isn't anything else because we've got work to do. These are ideas and we want to make sure that you understand that we're talking about real things, not just theory. But here's where I'd like to really focus. For you to imagine. For you to think. For you to get involved. And these things are not up here because the elders and deacons have decided we're doing this and we're leading the way and we're setting up these things. As a matter of fact, no, we are not. No, we are not. This isn't let us come up with every good idea and then we just need people to get on a sign-up sheet. Okay? Because that's not how a good body functions. We're supposed to be each part doing its share. Everyone involved in this. Yes, there's a role for elders that's different perhaps from your role. But we don't have a corner on the market of good ideas, brothers and sisters. We need your good thinking. We need your good smelling, your good hearing, your good seeing. Help us see things. Help us smell stuff. Help us listen up. Together, let's do that together as we build up the body. More hospitality. We've been blessed over the course of the last, I don't know how long it's been, to have several different people in our home, and we have gotten to know them so much better just with a little bit of extra time in our home. And I do not say that to say, look at us. I do not. I'm saying, look at what God can do. Look at what God's will for the church is when hospitality is something that Scripture talks about. And let's put that into practice. And guess what? God blesses you when you do the stuff that He says is good for you to do. That's good for the body to grow up into maturity to greater completeness. Are you having people sit on your couch? Even better if you share a meal, but that doesn't have to be the end-all be-all. Have a cup of coffee together. 
Okay, it doesn't have to even have food or drink. But get together. I think it's awesome. The conversations that we see in the foyer and in this space before and after our assemblies. And when we get together in that other space and maybe we have a meal together, right? What a blessing. And we're committed to those kinds of things. We love that. That helps the body grow. That builds us up together. But brothers and sisters in Christ, if that's the only time you're together with your family, you are not as mature as you would be otherwise. You are not as complete as you would be otherwise. There's greater opportunity for iron to sharpen iron outside the walls of the building when we come together. What about reading the Bible together? Reading in community. Right? There's ways to do that. And I'm not talking about you have to start a plan of the whole year, you know, get through the Bible in one year, but just take a little bit at a time. But do that together with someone. I, I love hearing about couples who are reading the Bible together. Not just for the sake of reading the Bible to say I did it, but for the sake of conversation. In the YouVersion app, you have an opportunity to create a group, right? Paul's invited me to some of these. Awesome, right? To read something together and in that space to be able to literally, literally share back. Put a note. I finished this reading and here's one thing that God said to me today. One thing, right, that I heard that really jumped out at me that I want to share back with my brothers and sisters. So some of this, yes, we're pushing. Think about in person, but think about all the ways that you can connect. That's just one example. And so some people are like, well, that's such a daunting task. Okay. I think you ought to read your Bible regularly. I'm not going to give up on that. And neither are the elders and neither are your brothers and sisters because we believe in it so much. And that's what God says is best for us. But you could get together with a group of people and memorize a verse a month, couldn't you? There's other things that you could do. You could get together specifically for the purpose of praying together, couldn't you? Yes. So these aren't, it's just, right, just to whet your appetite. Just for you to start, let the wheels start spinning. Think, pray. What can you do? What would that look like? And there, we can't have any excuses about this. So let me be careful. Yes, you should be safe. Yes, I, I mean that. You, sh you should make sure, based on the environment, the world in which we live, that you stay healthy, right? I don't want any of you to die. We're all going to die. We're not asking you to be unsafe. Use discretion and discernment and wisdom. God's given you all those things. But let's get to work. Let's get focused on being together with our brothers and sisters of Christ in these ways and so many more. Working together. Building the body together. Back to Ephesians 4.16. From whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint which, with which it is equipped when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. This message this morning is not intended to be a beat down, but rather a build up. The Lord is my shepherd. And my shepherd leads me to green pastures and he leads me 
beside still waters. He restores my soul. And your shepherds want to point you to green pastures and still waters and restoration of your soul. And there they are. There's part of how this works. It's part of what it looks like for you to get the things that you need spiritually. It goes beyond you. Look around at your brothers and sisters, your family. And as you work to go closer to this family and build up the body of Christ in this place, your souls will be restored and refreshed. We have this faith and this confidence in the promises of God. Reaching the lost with the saving news of the gospel of Christ is not forgotten in any of this. So let me be clear as we close. This too is the constant mission of the church here and everywhere. We believe strongly that the more each of us grows and matures spiritually as we come together, as we grow stronger, as we are built up with one another as disciples of Christ, our eyes will constantly be drawn to opportunities to share Jesus. How strong we are as a body of believers in this place, how connected we are and how we care for each other and our spiritual growth will have an influence in our community and on our world. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. John 13, verse 35. This is important. This we must remember, that as we grow together, as we're built up as the body, this only spurs us to look to others who need Christ, and they are all around, so that they have the same great benefit and blessing that I do, being connected to you, that we do being connected to one another. Praise God for the church. Praise God for you. Please set your mind on these things as we look through this next period of time together, as we grow together. And God bless you in every single one of those endeavors. If you are someone who has a spiritual need that the church can help with as a body, that we can be there for one another because we need each other, this is an opportunity in our assembly that we take to say, let us know. Come up here as we sing this song and let us know if there's something we can pray about or help you with or if you need Christ in your life, if he's not your Lord and Savior and would like to be baptized to have your sins washed away to join the church, to be added by God to the church, to the body of Christ, please come forward as we stand and sing. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. For further information about our church, please go to normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com.